This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. God couldn't help smiling as he saw Alex torture the leaf, girly lethal. David, if you head. were admitted to the United States as a resident, what would you do to contribute to this country? I would suck all of the blood. I mean, donate <laughs> all of the blood. <laughs> <laughs> The year is 2015. The world is once again engulfed in darkness. It has been 100 years since the last appearance of the Castle of Fan Fiction, and as the full moon rises over this accursed land, a vast silhouette of towers and spires materializes, its form spreading to the far horizon. Every harbinger of good begins to feel empty inside while the forces of evil grow ever more in strength. The Castle of Fan Fiction, a sprawling mass of stone housing the worst horrors mankind can imagine and beyond. For every time the castle has appeared, the Nighthorse Clan has also come forward to send it back to the void. Within these walls, the powers of the light will challenge Hell's greatest creations, Will our brave warriors, Valerie, Logan, David, and Stevo, hold the candle of humanity aloft after the battle, or will the flame be snuffed out by the terrors within? The only sure thing about this encounter is that it is a Friday. Friday night fan fiction. <laughs> Trying to fix a problem is more, way more effective than complaining about it. Well, yeah. Wait, is that your fucking fortune cookie? No. You know those nuggets of wisdom? Yeah. I. You know what? You're right. I do owe you a pizone. So here, I'm gonna drop it in the general chat. There you go. Parentzone.org.uk. Making the internet work for families. Our 2017 conference was about digital resilience. Supporting families, empowering young people is a collaboration between CEOP and Parent Zone to help families. Oh, well, but already changed. <laughs> this strikes me as like one of those uh, places that parents go when they're worried that their kid is gay. Or, or you know, trying to download bitcoins and masturbate on the Tinder. Uh, is, that what, is that what parents do these days? Yeah, the Tinder. <laughs> Are you Tindering right now, you little Johnny? That's how the fire in Fort McMurray started. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder? <laughs> who, who sounds like they're rubbing their glasses? Oh, wait, no, that's, that's the chicken. chicken. Again, that's chicken. That's chicken. Chicken. chicken, stop chicken. rubbing your glasses on the stream. <laughs> Intellectual chicken needs to have clean glasses to teach astrophysics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad David's here. Uh, the welcome to Friday Night Fan Fiction. Uh, joining me tonight is David, Sean, Logan, Val, and our guests are Sam and Beth. Welcome back to both of you. Yay! Thanks for having us back. Well, I mean, I'm it's not, not like I, I was gonna say it's not like I don't see you guys every week, and we watch even worse stuff than we normally read here. <laughs> yeah. How was Power yeah. Rangers last night? 
Well, nobody showed uh, up. Didn't get through more than about half of it because work called. Oh, yeah. I was flying. I missed it. Oh, where were you flying from? Florida. Oh. Family vacation. Oh, vacations. Mm, thumbs down. Do not want. Sam, you but posted family. in the general chat. Oh, God. Oh, oops. My bad. Hey, there's a reason why we have not safe for work. Keep the porn in the porn area. Uh, is that fucking Bob's Burgers porn? Yes. yes. There is. Oh. That's awful because it's so well drawn. <laughs> That's really close to what Bob's Burgers looks like. Holy shit. Also, I like Mana World, but I don't like Mana World. What is Mana World? That, is. that the three two well no, uh now three picks up. It's oh. the uh purple elf lady. Oh oh, okay. Also, why is that Virgin Mary got like a, a virgin vagina? It's Virginia. all in the eye of the beholder, Dave. <laughs> all in the eye. Yeah, tonight, dirty, dirty boy. We are all not. Right, well, I'm reading... gonna go get some of my dirty, dirty porn. There we go. Tonight, we are not reading any more of banging at Bayside because geez, we can't fucking. Oh, it was just no, that bad. It was just so good, mm. though. Well, uh, I hope you guys are fans of Disney because we're reading some Disney. Still sue us, Steve. Yay. Don't. We're also going to read some uh, Alex Mack meets Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No. And then we're reading a fanfic about no, Brushfire. just wasn't here. So in summary, we're ruining our childhood. Gotcha. No. Good. Wait, does Brushfire do count as your day. childhood? Yep. Ruining my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starting off tonight, 69 Hues of Disney, The Ballad of Gaston and the Kid from Iron Giant. Oh, that title. Yes. Summary, Gaston wishes to wield the power of Excalibur to get out of the friend zone. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. The Lady of the you Lake... You didn't even read the intro before you read the... Nope. Before you met... This? Nope. You just picked it? Yep. Out of good hat. vetting, Steve. Yep. Good vetting. It's just by the title alone. The Lady of the Lake yearns to make Gaston suffer by taking a form only the thirstiest of cretins would find appealing. Erotic hilarity ensues. Tonight, the first reader is Beth being refereed by Val. Oh. 69 Hues of Disney, a tale of dramatic eroticism by Buster Manwomb. Chapter 1. Gaston. Wait, wait. No, the summary. No, I read the summary. Steve-o, how, how could you? Because the summary <laughs> is on a separate page. And she gets a uh, page of reading Buster Manwomb's amazing literary work. <laughs> okay, by the way, that's an amazing name. Buster Manwomb. And Preg. <laughs> Chapter one. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast doesn't feel like putting on pants. It is a lovely day in the village. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast woke up, woke of to the sound of birds chirping in his window and the local baker's barely legal triplet daughters sprawled around him on his bare mattress, brown and soiled from the relentless torrents of ejaculate spurting from himself and his multitudes of loose women every night for as long as he can remember. Question. Mm -hmm. In what reality is ejaculate brown? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's ass ejaculate? No, 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 no. no. It wasn't ejaculating from the fabled chocolate ejaculate. God, within one sentence, this is already... Maybe he's got blood into his system... That's coming oh, out. Okay, yeah, you need to see a doctor. Yeah, I go also to love the hospital today. I also love that apparently his name is Gaston for Beauty and the Beast. That's yep. his full name. Yeah. Uh, thankfully for him, this didn't really matter since this took place before hygiene was invented, and tweet, everyone tweet. smelled like dried cum anyway. Everybody, tweet, 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 tweet. I'm a goddamn Fucking chicken. Birds. 
Yeah, fuck. <laughs> birds. No, no, it's everybody. It's not everyone. It's everybody. Damn it. Yes, birds. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast hollered, throwing an empty bottle of rum at the window. He was a man who, though himself too sexy to do anything in his own home. Hold on a second. Was that the chicken screaming being taken away? No. It's still on here. <laughs> you can't hold me back. I have rights. <laughs> Chicken's lives matter. Uh, uh, rather than dress himself, he found the girl with the best mouth suction and made her go down on him as he walked, dragging her around like a sexy vestigial tail. Coming out of his like front. A, a lamprey eel just kind of hanging off as he walks. Uh, that's he what I'm about. <laughs> he threw the other others downstairs into the kitchen so they could make him breakfast while he went to the washroom. He didn't have a washroom. He had a shit bucket that he emptied out the window <laughs> after every year, much to the chagrin of the neighboring daycare centra. <laughs> I didn't have a shower. I had a shit bucket. <laughs> I like he went to this the story. He did This have is a, a good story. <laughs> Bitches, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast bellowed charismatically. You get me breakfast. That orgasm I gave one of you are hella worth some bacon and eggs. Um... It- it turned out that the two girls were still unconscious and probably concussed now after being thrown down a set of stairs. Whoa! The only things- when did that happen? Uh, Just now. Don't when blink, he, you're gonna miss the story. the girls and threw, the other, uh, threw them downstairs. The only things either of the naked blondes managed to do was puke everywhere. That is an effect of being concussed. Oh, they're both, uh... They're both uh, possessed. They need to be exercised. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're possessed by penis demons. <laughs> Not penis demons. The demons. Well, if my dick were in fact a dragster, I would call it the penis demon. Denises. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Val, why? <laughs> it's a lamprey oh, eel flashlight. It's a well. It's a lamprey mouth. Photoshop. Somebody wants to fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Gaston from Beauty and the Beast bellowed with stifled arousal. You bitches better make like adequate house bitches and clean this shit. I don't even think I am joking. I think you puked to cover up all the shit you shit. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I put my hand upon your hip. When I shit, you shit, we shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gaston from Beauty and the Beast uh, skeptically theorized with the poetry of a Shakespearean poet. Whatevs. He said, putting on a shirt. I am getting breakfast at the bar. You can join me after you clean the shit up and make yourself look sexy again. Gaston for Beauty and the Beast, declared as he sauntered of the door. One of the girls only just beginning to regain consciousness as he shut the door. Who is, whose fantasy is this? Uh, I don't know, but, but my fantasy is people buying me presents when the steam sale starts tomorrow. What's my the, fantasy uh, is getting so, that Pizone I'm owed. Yeah, get what, that Pizone. Where's the Pizone? Beth, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just trying to think of what the name of his sidekick is. That's It's this guy's uh, fantasy. Uh, Le Poo? Yeah. <laughs> Le Poo. It's, mm-hmm. it's Spanish for the poo. Yeah, French. Le Poo. It's yeah. French Le for poo. the poo. For Wait, did you think French Beauty and the Le Beast poo. took place entirely in like a South American country? Oh, God. No, in uh, Spain. You insensitive in uncultured Spain. <laughs> the origin of Spanish is Puerto Rico. Uh, right, no, which is not a real Spain. place. <laughs> From outer Spain. Everybody um, knows that Puerto Rico isn't real. <laughs> this bar was a bar that is open 24 hours a day because fork you, it's the story. Hey, yo, what's up? Bye, cheese. It, it's different. Bitches. 
Bitches. Bitches. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast greeted the equally drunk but slightly even less sexy patrons of the bar. Bartender, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast called. For breakfast, I shall have a nice mimosa and a bowl of fresh fruit. <laughs> well, I'm not gay. Uh, give me my usual breakfast. Breakfast? What does that have to do with anything? It does. Because apparently having a mimosa and a bowl of fresh fruit because is gay. Fruit, obviously. Are you kidding oh. me? Or if I could have mimosa and fresh fruit every day for the rest of my life, I would die happy. So it's just fresh fruit with champagne, right? But you wouldn't yeah. have scurvy, so that's the important part. Exactly. Yeah, no no pirate slave for me. <laughs> Yar, har, fiddly dee. Hey, oh god, my leg scurvy. hurts. The drunk patrons matched him in his laughter. Oh, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, you are so politically correct. Ah, said. One bottle of scotch on the rocks and a loaf of bread soaked with another bottle of scotch on the rocks coming right up. <laughs> 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 okay. That's not how rocks work. Uh, next up is Logan being refereed by me. Have fun with the first word. Here's a picture I found. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, polyclitoral <laughs> correctness isn't a thing yet, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast announced. I can do whatever I want. Instead of wearing pants, I have a naked blonde filleting me. Uh, I believe that's actually filleting me. He said, gesturing to who we will onwards refer to as a vestigial tail girl to a sound of uproarious round of. Hey, it's round my of. turn to referee, dude. Hey, then do your job, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Man. I can do it. Give me a second to let you finish reading. You nope. can't. Don't criticize Vestigial Tail Girl. There's a plot-sensitive reason that will make you regret your words and deeds. <laughs> well, that is that is exactly what Logan says to me whenever I Logan, try to tell him Logan anything. Logan went from like zero to <laughs> seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Photosynthesis does have something to do with it. Don't tell Hideo Kojima. Uh, what? Yeah. It's, it's a fucking reference. Is to- he trying to throw us off his tail? Was this written by Hideo Kojima? No, no. He's it's trying to throw us off his tail. tail. 100% nah. written by Hideo Kojima. One of the traveling adventurers in the corner of the bar, eager to forward the plot, called to a guest on from Beauty and the Beast. Did you hear? No, not that's, a not a, that's not a question mark. <laughs> Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? No. I can hear the sound of a vestigial tail girl flapping her tongue around my bell end, Gaston yelled quietly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me redo that. I can hear the sound of a vestigial tail girl flapping no, it's... around my bell end. I can hear the sound of vestigial tail that's girl. That's whispering. No, that's yelling quietly. No, that's whispering loudly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're not one and the same? No, the adventurers said. This is even better. Don't be a dummy, Gaston said, scarfing down <laughs> Don't his Don't be breakfast. a dummy. Unravel it's- that mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too early in the morning to be eating chocolate pudding. People might ca- might call be crazy. Yep, there you go. That was a bird. The adventurers didn't think he properly heard them. But continued anyway. No, there's a rumor going around that the lady in the lake has Excalibur again. Somebody returned it under warranty. (laughs) (laughs) Did they have the receipt, though? I'm guessing, yeah, if he was able to return it. Lake offers no hassle returns. It's fine. That's great. Like, they're they're years ahead of their time. Gaston bit the bread and threw the plate at the adventurers. What a brilliant idea! I just had 
<laughs> Wait, is it so- was somebody putting a coin in the yelling jar? Yes. That's a thing, we're all rich. Oh. I can use the Excalibur to get out of the friend zone with Belle. <laughs> That's how swords work. Like, okay, so... Say a word that example, matters. Say, for example, you you know you got friendzoned by this uh, this friendzoned like. or friendzoned. Yeah, friendzoned. <laughs> it's because he wants this pizone. Uh oh. Yeah, it's because I'm I'm just thinking about that pizone, man. Uh, and you know you show up with a baller ass sword, and you're like, hey, what's up? And yeah. they're like, um, please take me now. Well, there you go. There's the official FNFOK Cupid well, profile. To be fair, that actually did happen in the movie Excalibur. Like, Arthur showed up at some woman's uh, house, and then she was like, oh, Arthur, and he kissed her titty, and then they had sex. Kissed her wow. titty? Yes, I didn't, I didn't stutter. <laughs> All right, this logic confused the adventurers. I'm pretty sure you aren't friends with her. Also, <laughs> didn't you die when you fell from the roof of the castle you set fire to? This fanfic is a sequel. To what? Oh shit, I did die. <laughs> to Beauty and the Beast. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast threw his bottle at the adventurers. Poop shoots! <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> Poop shoots. He whispered maniacally. Disney owns Marvel now. And if you look at Loki, Agent Coulson, and probably Ultron, death is totally curable. <laughs> I'm off to the lake. He sauntered to the door. By the power of Skullhead, transform and roll out. Ho! This is confusing me on many, many, many levels. Too many crossovers. 15-yard penalty. First down. The adventurers looked at each other. Did we mention which lake the lady was in? Nope. The second adventurer answered. The third adventurer collapsed after a shard from the bottle. Gaston from beating the beast threw at him, nicked her artery. Oh, so she's dead soon. (laughs) Foreplay by the lakeside. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast made his way down to the lake. It was a beautiful lake. Woodland creatures sung tunes in their squeaky little voices before Gaston from Beauty and the Beast threw empty liquor bottles at them. How many of them does he have? Get off the stage! It's like, you know how (laughs) video game characters carry around large ammo bags that they really shouldn't be able to, but somehow do? It's that, but with liquor bottles. It's like how Solid Snake can throw infinite amount of empty magazines. It's pocket pocket TARDIS. Okay, so it's like Reaper and his freaking guns. The Rob Liefeld effect. The lake was named Shit Lake because the man who discovered it got shit on by a goose when he took a swim and drowned. That um, makes that explains everything. It turned out the lake was home to a special breed of geese that like to shit in people's mouths while they're <laughs> swimming so that they'll drown. That's not spelled correctly though. Mouthis? Mouthus. <laughs> Thus so the lake was rarely ever used. Even the geese had fled after several had Ian shanked by a broken bottle wielded by Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. The number three <laughs> killer so of large shitting this geese. This looks like a lake! Gaston from Beauty and the Beast concluded with wisdom. There has to be a lake bitch here with a sword. He strode gallantly to a near neary rock beachside. Rocky. Rocky beachside. <laughs> he pondered maturely. She lives in a lake. I bet she's already wet. That is the literal sound you make when you're trying to clear a loogie from the back of your throat. <laughs> Sam, you're up being refereed by Logan. So, new drinking roll drink every time there's a reference to fecal matter? Oh, no. Gross. Uh -uh. Also dead. 
Every time yeah. he says bitch. All right, very good. Like bitch, he belched poetically. <laughs> loudly Can you belch that poetically, or is that not possible? <laughs> he belched poetically, loudly enough to make the half-drowned, mouth-shitting geese corpses in the lake twitch with post-humorous startlingness. I'm getting some hints of, like, 30H Potter here. Mm-hmm. Is it by oh, the same lake? guy? No. No. Oh. Oh, lake bitch. I want that sore. I want the sore. Can you sing that like a Disney musical? Oh, lake bitch. I want the sword. <laughs> yes, I am too inclined to clap. <laughs> Gushies of waves bubble to the surface of the lake, frothing and white like the f- white froth of a basic bitch's chai tea with extra froth. They folded away to reveal a humanoid figure, form and face hidden by layers of translucent silky robes. The lake calm. The figure turned to Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Are you the lake, bitch? Gaston let out gas with every iota of charisma he could muster. Are you dragging a woman by your genitals? I talked about that. It's voice soft and high pitched. Oh, I guess that was neither of what I did. Um, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast looked down at Vestigial Tail Girl. Either she was still passed out drunk, or one of the many used syringes that had stuck into her backside while whilst being dragged down the rocky beach still contained some unsavory substance. Unsavory substance, otherwise known as expired crystal Pepsi. The beach was named Crackhoe Beach, by the way. The man who discovered the lake was a pimp. Oh yeah, her. Guess on from Beauty and the Beast observed. I didn't feel like putting on pants this morning. I see, the figure responded. Well, to muster, to answer your question, I am and am the lady of the lake. <laughs> I had trouble with that one. I thought you were going to say the labia. Well, the now I'm not going to be able to not hear that. Lake bitch. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast either corrected or repeated with confirmation. No one sure which. You have Excavabray? <laughs> Excavabray, yes. Oh, shit. Um, that's my David's playing game alert. Dave, you have one? Wait, you actually have an alert for that now? <laughs> Are you playing Burnout? No. Are you playing Burnout? No. Are you All right, p- let's go down the list of David's game library and figure out which one it is. In any case, Excalibur, the figure confirmed. Why the hell would you want Excalibur, you boorish cunt? The figure asks with human- humanly unattainable poshness. Well, my SCDs David, did have you switch games? Them. No, your, your alarm is fucking late. The internet doesn't it's, work it's, on normal time, Dave. Late, David. Yeah, like, I started playing the other game, like, decades after that first alarm Wait, went off. Wait, okay, so you are playing games. Yes, but which one? Hmm. <laughs> oh. uh, Dave, it's not Burnout. Are you playing Left 4 Dead 2? Yes. <laughs> David, turn it off. No, 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 I'm just doing no, no, settings no, no. in it. Well, my STDs have combined themselves into a stringy, morphing mass of semi-sentient flesh. 
guest on From Beauty and the Beast proclaimed with incomprehensible pride. You cannot tell with vestigial tail girl in the way, but what my downstairs business looks like the climax of the video game prototype. Whoa! Fucked one of those flying whale things from the first Avengers movie. <laughs> I wish to slay it. What? The figures. The ending to Akira. You heard it. Oh, okay. The figure stood still, possibly with a perplexed, perplexed look hidden beneath the fabrics. Hmm, I've never been with somebody whose genitals look like the end scenes from Akira before. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I want to kill my way out of the friend zone with Bell, guests on from Beauty and the Beast recalled obstinately. The figure must have had a fetish for disgusting fleshy masses, since the figure didn't immediately slay Gaston from Beauty and the Beast where he stood, preventing his future offspring from plaguing the gene pool and eliminating the strongest argument for eugenics that the local neo-Nazis knitting group had. <laughs> what? <laughs> just happened. I'm thinking that the Lay of the Lake believes in eugenics. Alt-right confirmed. Also, Logan, I appreciate that you left me two voicemails. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, buddy. That's your buddy, Gaff. It's your Gaff, friend. You, well, your cause is just, the figure strangely concluded. Gimme! <laughs> yes, on from Beauty and the Beast, his hands outstretched, tongue dangling with anticipation. Oh. The figure finished. I do not have Excalibur. You fucking what? Gaston from Beauty and the Beast blurted with the fury of a sex addict whose girlfriend walked away to watch Fear of the Walking Dead live in front of the middle of a blowjob. The the fucking bitch. (laughs) How could she? Not personal or anything. I don't. Yeah, it was like mm. really specific. And then, like, aren't you the bitch of the lake? Three minutes into a blowjob, she just pulls away and goes, "Oh shit, the bachelor's on." <laughs> uh, next up is Isn't that how it works. Gotta, gotta go, Tivo. That shit. Tivo's still a thing. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Next up know. is David being refereed by Sean. Why would you want to Tivo that? That sounds awful. <sighs> so we're on page four, right? No. Page five. Yep. Yes. The lady of the lake said with welcoming hostility. Do you know how many lakes there are? We can't all be giving Excalibur to every sweaty beefcake moosing by asking for legendary weaponry. So you have nothing. Fucking Indian giver. Gaston. That's not what that means. Yeah. I do not have Excalibur. The figure calmly responded with the infinite fury of a mouse that stubbed its toe. What? The body part. I do have another weapon quite legendary in its own right. The Club of Sir James F. Sterlingson. And it's, you may have it. Might have it. uh, So we're starting uh, with, uh, what was it, Diablo-style fetch quests? Sir James F. Sterlingson, are you looking that up, Logs? Yep. Who is Sir James F. Sterlingson? Let's find out. Uh, Sir James Sterling. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Reverse. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, it's taking British too long. barrister, judge, and amateur science. Scientist. So wait, he's a barista? In his youth, he demonstrated <laughs> exceptional ability in mathematics, becoming senior wrangler at Cambridge. <laughs> senior wrangler is a math position. 
What do yeah, you do? You do you just go after the equations? Be like, I gotta get them equations. They're all over the place today. Why else would you study math other than to get the title of Wrangler? I can't think of uh-huh. a good reason. Lady bitch, so, I must have this weapon. What will you have me do? Yeah. That's, that's way too dignified a voice for Gaston. Lady bitch, I must have this weapon. Yes. What will yeah. you have me do? Much better. I approve. Yeah. The figure T is pulling back his hood back. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Pleasure me! Pleasure me with the relentless fear of a jackrabbit on Cialis! <laughs> Gaston from Beauty and the Beast was taken aback by the face he saw before him. Why do you look like the kid from Iron Giant? <laughs> because I can take many forms! Would you choose any other form? No! And Heron! And <laughs> Heron! Amherian, you shall call me the kid from Iron Giant, not Hogarth, though, unlike my chubby boyish thighs, that name is completely unarousing. Well, okay. The kid from Iron Giant said, hiking up his silky skirts and then pulling them over his head, despite having legs as smooth and creamy as a Catholic priest's favorite altar boy. Uh. His chest was fucking ripped and as hairy as the drain of a YMCA locker room shower. Hmm, these are good similes. The kid from Iron Giant wanted to creep out our Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, but he wasn't a dirty Catholic priest pedophile bootleg pickled egg salesman. The kid from <laughs> Iron Giant had some bad experiences with one of his mom's many simultaneous boyfriends. But that's a story. But that a story for another time. The kid from Iron Giant's penis. Mm. No <laughs> That's problem. a great movie, The Iron Giant's Penis. Not as popular of a follow-up, but yeah, it's still good. It's the porn parody, yeah. No, the that's official, Iron man. Giants, the kid from Iron Giant's Penis looked like a tiny unicorn vomiting a live octopus. If its neck was 12 inches long and veiny. I am not attracted to that, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast declared. Can't I just plop vestigia? Don't say plop. Oh, wait, oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, he's, can't I just plot vestigial tail girl atop that thing? That's I have nice, named, she's been made into a proper noun. I have named my penis the Unicoctopus! <laughs> the kid from Iron Giant declared with finality. Do I need to call it that? Gaston from Beauty and the Beast asked with stifled magnetism. Oh. You will call it Sir Unicoctopus! The kid from Iron Giant declared. Look, look, bet. The kid from motherfucking Iron Giant! Gant. Iron Gant. Gant. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Gant. The kid from Iron Giant ejaculated loudly. And no, you must, it must be you who pleasures me. If it makes you feel better, I can turn you into a frothing pansexual using my plot convenient motherfucking Jedi powers. The kid from Iron Giant waved his hand like a Jedi. I love Sarah! You're a cocktopus! Oh, that's I my new steam s- name. Hold on a second. <laughs> I want Sarah! You're a cocktopus inside of me! Giggity. Uh, next, Giggity. Up, next up is Sean being refereed by me. Pazoon! Gaston from Beauty and the Beast was not a man of particularly stable mental con- constitution and was particularly susceptible to the mind tricks of the kid from Iron Giant. From the moment he waved his hand, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast tore off his shirt, pulled Vestigial Tail Girl, still unconscious, and probably in need of a tetanus shot, since she was now doing her best impression of a syringe-themed pincushion, of his downstairs business and tossed her to the side like so many crusty socks. Oh, 
Oh yes, Gaston from Beauty and the Ah shit. Oh yes, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast mewled. Make me feel like a woman again, kid from Iron Giants. He lunged toward he lunging toward the kid from Iron Giant and wrapping and wrapping his lips around Sir Unicoctopus with a passionate glomph noise. <laughs> hey, you know that whatever floats your boat. Sir Unicoctopus had a slimy texture, pounding against all sides from Gaston. Is Sir Unicoctopus something mouse. we can buy from fucking Bad Dragon? Look it up. Sir Unicoctopus shirts now available on our Amazon page. No. And kid sizes, no. too. Damn it. Sir Unicoctopus did not match any documents. Oh, oh, darn. Now we have to be the ones who make it. Oh, shucks. Mouth like a serving of veal that he'd forgotten to kill. <laughs> what? <laughs> It tasted a cinnamon spelt wrong. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> right? That's entirely too many consonants next to each other, but very mm. good attempt. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast announced not being clever enough to realize that words didn't come out right when one, is, when one if pleasuring a thick, turgid penis that looked like if Cthulhu was a unicorn. Whoa. <sighs> Fuck it. All right, somebody Google Cthulhu corn. <laughs> Uh, Cthulhu, please don't give me a blowjob right now. I'm doing a show. Chaos. Chaos and blowjobs. Chaos control. Don't forget to check out Call of Cthulhu on the Nerdy Show uh, site. (laughs) The the, the Nerdy Show (laughs) Twitch? I'll probably stream it at some point. Go twitch.tv slash nerdy show. Enter in promo code Cthulhu to get your free Cthulhu octopus. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast could feel the tentacles writhe around excitedly in his mouth as his tongue slobbered around Sir Unicoctopus's lengthy tentacles. Rasselfly's last sold out. Wrapped themselves around every around everything they could find, plunging into the massive gaps between Gaston from Beauty and the Beast's brown, rotten, and infuriatingly erotic teeth. In the mental image I have, it's one of those close-ups of uh, Ren and Stimpy, where it's just empty yes. cavities yeah. and gross breath. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are awesome, dude. It was the closest thing to a flossing he'd ever gotten. <laughs> It's worth mentioning here that if this were ever made into a film, fingers crossed, I've been dropping copies of this with links to my deviant page, deviant art page all over Disneyland every other week. Oh, well, that explains why they shut down for a couple weeks. (laughs) There's deviant art of all this. Oh, God, that's terrible. Also, Fooly Cooly is getting a sequel. That's nice. Yep. This whole story would be accompanied by the soundtrack to Frozen. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I wish I could let this go Oh yes The kid from Iron Giant moaned with ecstasy Running his fingers through Gaston From Beauty and the Beast's hair Does he have to say who it's from every fucking time? That's his yes voice. he does His full legal name is <laughs> Gaston from Beauty and the Beast Hey it's how he keeps himself from getting sued <laughs> His voice dropped to the sound Like if Will Ferrell inhaled An unhealthy amount of helium and did an impression of Christopher Walken. Are <sighs> you doing that? Good no, luck. Sorry, it will happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. That one's. That was. You guys can do that one. Take the mass of Sir Unicoctopus, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Fill your respiratory system <clears throat> with the relentless erotic glory of Sir Unicoctopus. He grabbed Gaston from Beauty and the Beast by the back of his head and plunged the full length 
at least two feet when erect. God damn it. Uh, of Sir Unic Sir Unicoctopus. Gaston coughed and choked. Yeah. Muffling in protest. The kid from Iron Giant did not care. If anything, the defensive eating of Gaston from Beauty and the Beasts, rotten yellow nubs he called teeth felt more like an Mo felt more like an enthusiastic gumming. <laughs> it's like getting sucked off by an octogenarian. Do you have Which, experience with that? Moving on. Good old granny <laughs> gum jumps. Yeah. Which only made Sir Unicoctopus swell even more. Yes! Yes! The kid from mine. No, no! Heart. Yes! 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 No. I'm going to come! Kid from Iron Giant promptly tugged Sir Unicoctopus out of Gaston from Beauty and the Beast's respiratory system. His face red and flustered with sexual discovery and oxygen deprivation. That's how David Carradine died! Don't do this! <laughs> <laughs> just just make it safe. Have someone, uh, someone else with you. Set yourself Don't an alarm, but instead of alerting you for when David plays games, alert you when you're getting oxygen deprived. Safe word and hand signals when you can't talk. Yep. I, heard, I heard Safeway and hand jobs. Safeway hand jobs. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's where I go to get my hand jobs, the Safeway. <laughs> that was so good. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast mewled. So, Unicoctopus tastes like mayonnaise and cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Not good. Of fucking course it did, man whore. The kid from Iron Giant aroused dejectedly. Now, bend me over. Oh, wait, no, this is Gaston. Oh, shit, now. I got ahead. Why? Oh, this has two of my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> now, bend me over. I want to get in some bum diddles before I come. <laughs> Lucky for you, I'm immune to most STDs. <laughs> bum diddles. Zero <laughs> <laughs> broke. That should be your new uh, Steam name. <laughs> Chapter Damn three. It. It's too long. I can't put in some unicoctopus uni of bum diddles. Oh, it fits. <laughs> and that's what Gaston from Beauty and the Beast said. <laughs> Chapter three, The Reckoning. Next up is Val being refereed by David. Oh, hey. Val. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast bend the kid from Iron Giant over a nearby log. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast grasped the kid from Iron Giant's hairy man boobs firmly, yet tenderly for leverage. With careful anticipation, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast got it is now furiously erect the form phallic mass that his proverbial fruit salad of STDs had reduced his genitals to towards the kid from Iron Giant bleed yeah bleed white poop shoot quizzering with anticipation I have no idea what just happened I, I also can only assume that David is still tinkering with the settings in Left 4 Dead 2 and is going to still be refing properly uh, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast is Penis smooshed against the entryway into the kid from Nigerian Giant's large intestine, but eventually the entryway prolapsed. Uh, prolapsed. Oh, good. Prolapsed. And Gaston from Beauty and the Beast's penis popped inside like a boiled egg. Great. That, who great. made the popping noise? That's me. Ooh. It's just what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the kid from. Ooh, yeah. The kid from Iron <laughs> Giant whooped. <laughs> whooped. His hairy pot belly wobbling with the four trust. Faster, Ganon from Beauty and the Beast! Faster! Gaston from Beauty Ganon and the Beast obliged. Gaston. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast obliged. And Bleast? Cena was very. Beauty and the Beast. No, I keep saying it right. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. Try I said it. Again. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. There you go. Well, that's what I've been saying all night. Anyway. 
obliged and soon there was nary a spot of the lake where the repetitious sounds of moist suction and the kid from Iron Giant ghastly erotic screams could not be heard. At this very moment, the Beauty and the former beasts from the Beauty and the Beast were enjoying a leisurely walk through the forest when they heard strange sounds coming from Shit Lake. <laughs> Perhaps another victim of the geese was drowning and needed their help. They Wait, walked. They, they brought the geese back. It is an important plot point. No, there's been geese around. They've just been like popping. Stop up. popping the. <laughs> <laughs> Keep popping. Don't. Pop a lot. Once you pop, you just can't stop. Don't you dare uh, break out your board game of Double Trouble and hit the Pop-O-Matics. <laughs> they walked towards Krakow Beach when they when they saw the kid from Iron Giant role-playing the turkey and Gaston from the Beauty and the Beast role-playing the stuffing. They stuffing. Damn it. Role-paying. Oh, yeah. Role-paying. Thank you, David. Yeah, You're Dave, Dave, David's out. I'm gonna be subbing in. Should we kill Gaston? Belle from Beauty and the Beast asked, disregarding the peaceful expectation of her character. No. Former Beast from Beauty and the Beast answered. If I know what's going on here, this is a fate worse than death for him. Please end your quotes away. at some point, author. I'm getting really confused as to when the talking ends. It just keeps going deeper and deeper. <laughs> it's, it's the inception yeah. of uh, quotes. Damn. They walked away just as the kid from Iron... I on giant yelled that he's about to come. In what infrared I'm on giant. Yes. Interracial. Oh, oh, that uh, too. Interracial on giants. Yeah. Without waiting for Gaston from Beauty and the Beast to pull out, the kid from Iron Giant stood up and turned around. Whoa. Turned around? Yep. He stood up and turned around. <laughs> turn turn around. around. Hold on. Google search for interracial on giant. First response is a website called blackmonsterterror.com. The scariest mm -hmm. big cock interracial movies. <laughs> Watch girls terrorized like by monster black ones. cocks. Get on your knees, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. It's gonna blow. Kaboom. Yeah, the torrent of hot white louve gushing from the neighing <laughs> mouth of Sir Octopus was both ceaseless and plentiful, or plentiful, decorating the forest around them and filling the entire countryside with the smell of low tide and expired tapioca pudding. No! Uh, no tapioca pudding! No! Forever no. <laughs> ruined. Homestuck, why? When Sir Unicoctopus finally began to settle down, Gaston appeared to have been cosplaying as a half-melted Frosty the Snowman from Frosty the Snowman. Well, duh. How the kid from Iron Giant learned to ejaculate corn cup pipes and bottom noses is a secret that will be lost to history. <laughs> Damn it, it's one of those... Uh, I need to know. That was what uh, Senator Palpatine wanted to give to Anakin. <laughs> the secret of how to ejaculate corn cob pipes. It's a well-guarded <laughs> Sith technique. There's only one who you know, has Anakin. the secret. That was amazing! The kid from Iron Giant said to half-melted snowman Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, I release you from your... Your Star Wars induced pansexuality! Pansexuality? That's a great sandwich. Now I'm hungry. Okay, next Ooh, up. lame joke. Quiet, you. Keep doing yeah, it. I will keep doing it. Thank you, Beef. Next up is <laughs> me being refereed by Val. Gaston blinked and after a few seconds of remembering the event that had transpired, screamed with homophobic shame. Gah! He's spurting between drooping layers of semen. Ew. It's like a saggy hammock. I am not a woman. Gah! 
He frantically waded through the the knee-high puddles of semen, which is apparently a proper place now, hoping to remind himself of his heterosexuality by returning vestigial tail girl to what he thought was his rightful place on his genitals. Alas, he could not find her. For, she drowned. For bum diddles that good, you, you deserve the club of Sir James F. Sterlingson. Gaston from Beauty and the Beast turned back to the kid from Iron Giant. Well, Tet does make this whole ordeal a little better. The kid from Iron Giant looked into a nearby bush that was only slightly totally submerged in semen and pulled out a dildo that looked a lot fucking longer than three feet. So the dildo sword from Saints Row. Got it. The kid from Iron Giant presented it to Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's like uh, Link pulling the Master Sword out. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a phallus. The fuck is this? Haven't you ever watched the Jimquisition on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> what? Jimquisition. Damn it. Damn it. That was his favorite prop. I traded him for a hairier one with Willem Dafoe's head instead of a bell end. Wow. I can't use this thing. I can't use shit. Apparently, semen is a place in Indonesia. Are you kidding me? Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. That was really hard to swallow, literally and metaphorically. Thank you. You said swallow. Yep. Thank Great. you, <laughs> Okay. I'm not, uh, should we book a FNF trip to Indonesia? Everybody go to semen. We'll meet there. 2020. Dildo's a lot closer. Yeah. <laughs> But I've been near there, so... No, you haven't. I've been within 500 miles. That counts as near. It's nearer than you've probably ever been to, you know... To semen. Indonesia. <laughs> That's I've been 500 miles from semen all my life. All right, where was I? Something about Bell End. I can't use this to get with Bell from Beauty and the Beast. Gaston cheered oppositely of the despair he felt. Parentheses... My back sace just broke. Semicolon. I need a new key bard. And parentheses. I saw as in the movies her walk past. The kid from Iron Giant teased dutifully. The infinite power of Christ can't get you with her now. If it makes you feel any better, I will show you my true form. Are you a really hot bitch? Gaston from Beauty and the Beast asked, cleverly hiding his teeth. Be a Tears. His tears. His yeah. Teeth. Oh, I mean, teeth, tears. No. No. No, absolutely nothing alike at all. His tears, Bia Nieth, the inches of semen caked onto his face. Yes. Faked, huh? Yeah. Well, I, do oh, you yeah, want to go make a cake? Tip. They can't see the tears if you cover your face with inches of semen. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes. The kid from Iron Giant morphed before Gaston from Beauty and the Beast into a beautiful and curvy woman. I'd have said looked just like Kat A. Upton if Kate Upton hadn't said she'd sue the ever-living shit out of me if I put her name in here. <laughs> Great job there, author. Wait! Gaston from Beauty and the Beast said quizzically, How much do you weigh, like bitch? I'm 125 pounds. She answered, twirling a lock of shining golden hair. No! You're a BPW! Gaston from wow. Beauty and the Beast cried with body-shaming despair, committing suicide. <laughs> Yay! The Happy end. Ending. Wait, seriously? Wow. That is the end. 
That was great. I feel completely ripped off. I read this. I read like half the story, like half a page, so I'm gonna lead off the next one. Oh, here we go. And I'm gonna post it in every chat because. Hey, post it in the staff chat. I, I did. Thank hey, you. Hey, 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 Steve. I'm not posting it and not safe for life. Good. Don't go there. I got. Oh! New thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see what we got. Oh, okay, that's pretty not great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, I stumbled yeah. upon that. It's, yeah, it's, it's not fine. Great. You know what? It's, it's, it's great. Guys, way. now it's we know what a penis way. would look like if it was dividing train tracks. Thank you. Like, Thank you for that. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Do, dare I ask I how you even... found that? I, I just stumbled upon it. Looking no, for something. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So I just realized that there's a not safe for life chat. No, don't do it. Don't, don't look for it. I did it. I did it. Well, no, no, no. have fun looking at Rise of the Planet of the Gapes. Ugh. Why are they interlocking? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's, they're trying to braid. It's like two chomp chomps are trying to make out. <laughs> it's like two crabs are holding hands. Mr. and Mrs. Waka, Pac-Man. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> Please read. Oh, God. <laughs> I can stop Something. thinking about that horrible image that I've seen now. Alex so if they just pull the foreskin over, they can start talking. Stop talking! <laughs> Alex Mack meets Sabrina Spellman! MFFMC sitcom parody by HypnoTV Maw. MS4Ever321 at AOL.com. You'd think you would have known to stop bringing us to, you know, material that is based on TV shows. No. Based on the last one. No, it's, again, it's what's been submitted for us to read. We don't have any choices anymore. We do. No, we don't. Sorry, Logan. Uh, it's a it's a deal I have with uh, the devil. We, we don't. We don't get paid by the devil. No. Do you get paid? <laughs> In some... Logs. We don't talk about the handies, Logs. <laughs> I didn't get any handies. Then you're missing out. He's getting paid in Pizones. I knew it. <laughs> no, I still don't have my Pizone. Give me my Pizone. I need to read this because you need to read and leave, right? Hurry it up. Okay, fine. You read the first page. I'll just read the summary. Not to be read by anyone under 18. This story contains graphic descriptions of sexuality. If this offends you, leave now. This is fiction. Hypnosis does not work this way. Oh, God. If you feel, yes. if so you feel like trying this, seek help. The idea hit me all of a sudden, so I hope it'll satisfy you. All comments and suggestions, scenarios welcomed. Page two, Logan, refereed by me. Apparently, I can't not referee. Power corrupted, and absolute power corrupted absolutely. So it really should have been no surprise at the way Harkon turned out. I don't know what this is referring to. He was 800 years old, and thanks to a few nifty spells as well as a penchant for keeping a low profile, the Witch's Council had little to no idea he even existed. He was a warlock, possibly the most powerful one in the world. He had built an empire of wealth and power. <laughs> hold hold on a second, Logan. One second. Because somebody asked, who's Alex Mack? And I said, the secret world of Alex Mack. It's an old Nickelodeon show about a girl who gets the power of turning into liquid Terminator from Terminator 2. <laughs> Wait, are you fucking serious? Well, one of she, them, yeah. she can transform into, like, silvery liquid and go places in that form and then transform back. That's basically all she had. So, yeah, but only for five minutes. Yeah. Oh, no. Only for five. Dude, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> the Terminator. Okay. 
and power that gave him influence over the most important people in the world. Bill Gates was a piker compared to him. What he wanted, he took. And right now, he was looking at two things he wanted very much. He sat in the private den of his secluded mansion. Before him, the fireplace glowed an eerie green as two faces appeared in small windows made of fire. Oh shit, we're at Hogwarts and this is Harry Potter. The two young girls, young women really, in their teens, both attractive, both young women, both of both more than they seemed. Sabrina had long blonde hair, a nicely developed body, and was a witch. Her powers had just come to her, and she was still getting used to them. Because she was they, barely they were describing on a scale. Sabrina, and it's just oh, she had long blonde hair, she had a great body, and she had a little name tag that says "Hi, my name is Witch." <laughs> her she was barely ranked on a scale. She was so new. Parkon knew there was no way she could resist him, even using all her powers. But she did have enough power for a certain end he had in mind. Alex Mack would probably attract more attention if she wore something more than... Damn it, my other alarm's going off. He has to take his birth control. <laughs> no, it's my go-to-work alarm. Something more than a pair of jeans, a long sleeve shirt, and a baseball cap over her long brown hair. Like Sabrina... She was also developing a good body. An accident involving an experimental chemical had changed her body chemistry. She could levitate things, make her skin glow, electrify items, and even change her body into a pool of metamorphic goo. For lack of a better word, Parkon wasn't really interested in her powers. It was her body that fascinated him. I don't know, like, she could, like, turn into goo and probably do some interesting... Th I don't know, there, there's a lot of... You could do some interesting there's stuff some, with that There's power. some potential here. Yeah. You could, like, be an enema. Ah! Uh, why, why is that the first thing that comes you to your mind? You can whatever you want. Can I list that as something that I want to be on LinkedIn? Sure. <laughs> why not? <laughs> he stood up. He was a tall man who appeared to be in his mid-40s. His face was hard, accented by a dark beard with gray streaks at the temples. He was dressed in black from head to toe. He gripped the diamond-headed cane and muttered under his breath, underneath his breath. Time to give these young ladies a thrill they would be grateful for. Sabrina sighed as she kicked a can lying on the sidewalk in front of her. Another day of school had ended, and she couldn't be happier. Her attempt to magically speed up her cooking assignment had ended with the destruction of the entire kitchen. Although no one could trace the blame to her, she knew her aunts were going to be mad. That was the last time she took advice from her uncle. After all, how smart could a man be if he was stuck in the form of a cat? Well, I mean, if you're following Animorphs rules, it's, uh, I don't know. Th don't I they, stayed like, like that for too long. Yeah, Two yes. hours is the they, time they, limit. They for, two hours. They, do they get stuck or do they die? No, they get stuck as that form. Oh. Yeah, he turned into a Tobias. Poor Tobias. She straightened the black band in her blonde hair. She wore a red blouse with a white skirt that showed off a nice pair of legs. Good for her age. She shifted the pack on her back and was almost at her street block when a shadow fell over her. She looked back, startled at seeing Harkon standing before her. He was a menacing figure, leaning on his cane, his eyes bearing down at her. Sabrina felt as if he was cutting through and seeing into her soul. You are the lovely young one, aren't you? <laughs> he said in a voice. Why, yes, I am! Uh, goodbye forever. Why does he always say that? He's not always gone for, oh God, she's so young looking in that picture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> 
Like, and I'm imagining this Harkon guy as essentially. All right, you know, the I'm just gonna post this again. One uh, Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> Next up is me because <laughs> it's my turn again Sorry. because I was supposed to read and then I didn't because Logan has the work, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> um, look, I think you've got the wrong neighborhood. The castles are just outside of town. How's about you trying looking over there? What I want is right here, Harkon said. Hey, I, I don't want any trouble, Sabrina said, backing up. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, she's a truck. <laughs> You're calling her fat? No, <laughs> just saying that she, people need to be aware because she's a big deal. He's just saying that she dumps like a truck. Truck, uh, guys, like what, what, what? Uh, I'm singing again. <laughs> I'm singing again. There, there, there's your mashup. Just 12 hours of that loop. All right, where was I? That's good to know! Harkon lifted up his cane, centering the diamond's top in Sabrina's eyesight. Her eyes were instinctively drawn to the diamond head. Ooh! It's like uh, the Tiny Toons getting hypnotized by shiny things. Harkon concentrated and the diamond began to glow green. It's a Chaos Emerald! Damn, Chaos Control! Mm-hmm. Sabrina's eyes were drawn to it as it glowed, the green light shimmering inside the diamond. Like diamonds in the sky. <laughs> Start singing Sonic R. It threw off. It would be better. Yep. Yeah. It would. It would improve the story. Improve. Improve the story. I love that. Improve <laughs> the story dramatically. <laughs> and yes, that's lack of sense. That's exactly what I was thinking. What does this button do? Anyways, where was I? It threw off light from the facets, bouncing it into Sabrina's eyes. Her eyes widened as the light invaded her mind, carrying with it Harkon's spell. She was briefly aware of what was happening before the spell overtook her. Her eyes glazed over and flashed green, her body relaxing as she fell into a trance. Her eyes flashed green, telling Harkon that she was under his control. God damn it, is this like pseudo hypnozapper? Yes. Yeah. Boo. And no, I'm I'm fighting the drunk scout. I'm fighting it. Not very well or successfully, but I'm trying. <clears throat> he let the spell go, lowering the cane. Sabrina swayed in place, her eyes wide open and unseeing. Sabrina, who is your master? Harkon asked. You are my master, Lord Harkon. Sabrina replied in a monotone. Excellent. And what is it you want to do? I can't decide on what voice I'm supposed to be doing anymore. <laughs> I will do anything you want me to, Lord Harkon. Your will is my will. I exist to serve your every wish. Bring back the Pizone. <laughs> oh, there you go. Harkon is now Palpatine. Go. <laughs> Pizones are still around. They're just in Canada. Mm. Bring back the Pizone to America. Good, good. Harkon took a quick glance around. There were several homes nearby, but a spell in, of invisibility. Can't, that's too many vowels. My mouth hurts. Ugh, I'm, I'm struggling here. Made sure that there, made, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Made sure there would be no witnesses. It gave him a, it also gave him a small thrill. Oh, words. Because of thriller. Cooperate with me, please. I will thriller dance if you cooperate, words. To unbutton Sabrina's blouse right in broad daylight. He opened up the lower half and reached in, unsnapping the bra. If you do that and it's too tight, you can lose an eye. 
It hurts. He knows from experience. Yep. He pulled out the white top and looked at her breasts. They were large for her age, and he briefly wondered if she had been using a little magic on herself. He took the milky mounds (laughs) in his hands and squeezed them. No, milky mounds? Squeezing? From Hershey's. No, that's two bags of milk from Canada. <laughs> and yes, milk does come in bags. Yes, it's, it's much better. In the dark ages. Are you kidding? No, me? It's, it's awesome. <laughs> milk in bags is much better. Milk in bags means you no. can fit it into any crevice yes, you want. Stevo, where are you putting bags of milk? I don't think I want to know that. She don't gasped slightly as she felt him <laughs> feel at her. Wait, to look. answer, milk enema. Let me rewind that for a second. She gasped slightly as she felt him feel at her. Feel at her, like not actually feeling her, but like groping like the Stevie air. Like Stevie Wonder trying to find her. That's mean. <laughs> His hands running up and down her chest. Harkon changed the spell slightly. Now, not only could he and Sabrina not be seen, they could not be heard. He pushed Sabrina against a tree near the sidewalk. He unsnapped the side of her skirt and pulled it down. He pushed off the white panty. I like how you established that Harkon is Palpatine and I haven't had anything to read as Harkon since. (laughs) (laughs) He pushed off the white panties and took a moment to look at her exposed cunt. He unsnapped his fly. Ow! Oh, wait, it might be a button fly. Never mind. The next part's not as good and let his cock spring out. Hard and ready. It's like a little jagged box. Harkon has hard on. (laughs) He kissed her full on the lips. She responded with a passion, her mind only caring about pleasing her master. Next up is Beth being refereed by Val. He began to pump her, his cock smoothly sliding in and out of a pussy. He kissed her again, wrapping his tongue around hers, his hands kneading her breasts together. She moaned at the feelings going through her. She had never gone this far with any boy beforehand. The pleasure she was feeling was indescribable. She threw her arms around Harkon's neck, pressing herself closer to him. She buckled as she felt him come into her, setting off a massive organism. 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 Oh no! Do it while you distracted me. It's a xenomorph. Oh shit! Also, why would you post a picture of the inflatable bozo, the clown thing? Sabrina does not have clown boobs. Not yet. No, that's their aspirations for that. Uh, No, that's uh, Palpatine's cock right there. (laughs) Boy, she buckled as she felt him come into her, setting off a massive orgasm. She moaned in joy as her limp body slid against the tree. Harkon smiled as he brought his cock out. He had more f- he had more fun for his little witch bitch yet. A lot more. But which bitch is he talking about? Boo! Blake bitch. Paradise Valley definitely lived up to its name. It was a nice, comfortable spot to live in. The people were friendly, the crime rate was low, and the weather was always almost perfect. In fact, there was only one person who really felt like she had overwhelming problems in this town. In the shade of a tree, in a quiet, secluded spot, in a small park, a strange pool of liquid raced at amazing speed down the sidewalks. It looked like water combined with silly putty, a mixture that seemed to have a purpose as to where it was going. It slid underneath the tree and began to grow. It reshaped and reformed into the body of Alex Mack. Ah! <laughs> she wore jeans and a long sleeve red shirt. A baseball cap lay on her long brown hair. Alex shook her head. Despite everything that had happened, she was still not used to the effects of her powers. 
She was still debating whether getting drowned in a barrel of the gunk was the best or worst life of her day. Worst day of her life. <laughs> worst I life mean, of her day? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can just die two lives remaining. There you go. It's like, it's Mega Man or Sonic. But you gotta start over from the beginning. On the plus side, without her powers, she couldn't have gotten to the park this early and would have been behind on her science project. She was about to get started when she saw a young girl about her age staring at her. Alex was worried she might have seen the transformation, but dismissed the notion. She, The girl didn't at all look shocked. In fact, her pretty face didn't show much expression at all. Beep boop. <laughs> her clothes oh man, seemed- zombie fic. <laughs> her clothes seemed somewhat rumpled, and she was staring at Alex with a strange expression. It's, it's the Hi, expression of, you? I'm having a simultaneous orgasm, but trying to also have polite conversation. I'm simultaneously having an orgasm and a stroke. Oh, oh, that is a weird yeah. fix. That's like taking a woolly willy and just shaking it around. <laughs> well, one side's all droopy and the other side's all contorted. So a Bell's uh, palsy. Yes. Hi, how are you? Alex asked. There's no response. So, are you new in town? I haven't seen you in school. Still nothing. Let me guess. You're studying at mime school? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Uh, somebody repost that gift from last week with the mime orgasm, please. The girl walked forward and looked Alex up and down. Are you Alex Mack? Alex was instantly wary. Yes? Unfortunately, she wasn't wary enough. Sabrina nodded and locked eyes with Alex instantly. A crackling beam of green energy shot from Sabrina's eyes into Alex's. Alex was instantly transfixed, too stunned to resist the hypnotic spell being placed over her. She felt as if she was falling into a long, dark pit. Her bag slipped out of her hands as she went limp, her eyes flashing green. Next up is Sam being refereed by Sean because Logan's gone. Very good. Who do you serve? Sabrina asked. I serve Lord Hargon, Alex said in the same monotone as Sabrina. What will you do? Oh, they're all monotone. Yeah. What will you do? Anything <laughs> my Lord Harkon asked me to do? I'm glad no, to hear it. No do. Ask me to. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Har- oh, it's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Harkon said as he stepped out from behind the tree. He'd taken a slight chance using Sabrina, but it had worked. Of course, she, she'd she had the advantage of his powers boosting her own. It gave him a kick to see his mesmerized slave entrance another girl. He looked at the two hypnotized teens and quickly erected another invisibility muting spell around them. Yes, undress. Yes, Lord Harkon, the two said as they disrobed. Harkon had already seen Sabrina nude, but Alex was a surprise. Her perch breasts were developing well, and her pussy was already wet. The more erotic aspects of Harkon's spell coming to fore. Harkon disrobed himself and lay down on the grass. He took a moment to admire the two new gr- nude girls before him, then spoke. Mm, girls, what will you do for me? Anything, oh, Lord Oh, I was going to refinance your house. <laughs> Anything, Lord Harkon, the two said in unison. Good. Good. So if I asked you to sit on my cock, Alex, you would? Yes, Lord Harkon. Then she goes and sits on his chicken. No. Ah! <laughs> 
Good. Do so, Sabrina. While Alex fucks me, I want you to lay on the grass and finger yourself. Play with yourself as much as you want to, but you cannot come. You will not be able to come until you feel Alex's tongue on your clit. Yes, Lord Harkon. Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. Anybody else getting really hot from this or am I the only one? You're the only one. Well, shit. Now, Steve-O, party of one. <laughs> Sabrina lay back on the grass, moving one hand to her pussy. As she began to slide her fingers in and out, Alex sat herself down on Harkin's erect cock and began to gently rock herself on it. Oh, baby, <laughs> like an old rock, southern woman on the porch with a glass of iced tea. <laughs> Harkon moved his hands up her body up and down her smooth hips. He worked them around to her ass and loved the intake of his breath as his no, fingers... There's no is. Let me yeah, start he's, he's not the he, one intaking breath there. He worked them around to her ass and loved the intake of breath as his fingers hit the asshole. Don't hit the asshole. Falcon punch! Uh, <laughs> that's that's a very to- vigorous and flaming fisting. <laughs> Show me your moves. He began to pump his cock up and down to match her rocking motions, his hands moving up to her breasts. He squeezed them, honk, honk, his <laughs> fingers pinching the tight nipples. Alex could feel herself grow in pleasure and rocked even harder, and her master's cock trying to set herself free. Free! Uh, next up is, uh, I have to skip that. Sean, you're being refereed by me! No, 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 I'm good. Um, I just got back. What's up? Oh, hi, David. How are you? <laughs> oh, great. How are you enjoying the story so far? It's not pervy, ha- right? I haven't heard any of it because I've been away from my keyboard. No. I can tell you if you want. Oh, it's a tale of misery and torment. All right, David, do you know where we are? We're on what, page four? No, page five. Page six. Six. <laughs> Steve, oh, you're terrible. At seven. Your seven. <laughs> page Page six. seven. You're on page six. Six. So, do you want me to just read to the end since it's not? It's, it's almost done. Yes. Okay. Cool. Because we have another story after this. Sabrina didn't even notice Alex's gasp as she orgasmed. What the fuck kind of accent is that? <laughs> her hands were furiously working at her parenting. She that's, was that's like a, a cousin Roman Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> she was in total agony, cousin. Let this go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Unable to let herself loose because of her master's orders. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Alex, go leave Sabrina. Harkon said. I mean. Without a word. Without the word, Alex slipped herself off of Harkon and crawled over to Alex. Harkon couldn't help smiling as he saw Alex torture the girly little. David, if you were admitted to the United States as a resident, what would you do to contribute to this country? I would suck all of the blood. I mean, donate all of the blood. (laughs) (laughs) Burying her head in between Sabrina's breast. Sabrina moaned as she felt Alex's lips against her tits. She was almost unconscious from her efforts when she felt Alex's face enter her lips. She clamped her thighs around Alex's head and held her as the sweet juices exploded onto Alex's face. Directed by Michael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Lens flare, lens flare, explosion. No, that's J.J. Abrams. Okay, explosion, explosion, lens flare, explosion. Uh, Sleeping camera angel. Recycled footage from the island. <laughs> Recycled footage from the rock. 
recycled footage from Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Drink for recycled footage. She didn't let go until she was sure Alex had licked and swelled all of Sabrina's curum. <laughs> what was that Alex word? You you can't Kiarum. continue increasing <laughs> the amount of words you cannot pronounce, David. Kiarmo. You added at least seven letters to there that aren't there. Kiarmolde. <laughs> now it's a dessert topping. Keep going. Kiarmolde, dub. Caramel dancing? Is that what you're trying to do? Bounce on the oots. Japs eat a ham now. <laughs> That's what it sounds like they're saying, by the way. It sounds like they say, bounce on the oons, Japs eat a ham, yeah. Is that what? Was, no. That's what that that's if I were listening to this and I only knew English, that'd be what it'd be sound like they were saying. Dance amid us, klapa or hinder. Yeah, uh, bounce on the unce. Japs eat a ham now. Gerson vigur. What the fuck are you? The Swedish <laughs> version of caramel dancing. There's so many consonants in here. I cannot read this. Magnus skull splitter. Where was I? Alex lifted her soaked face away and led down. Sabrina moved on top of her and kissed the younger girl. They lay together, kissing gently before Sabrina moved down Alex's body. She kissed the flat stomach. Before <laughs> sorry, sorry, but this is the most erotic thing I've ever heard on top of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> they lay together, kissing gently before Sabrina moved down Alex's body. <laughs> That muted out perfectly. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) The hair was already glistening from juices, and Sabrina could taste them as she began to lick at the area. Her tongue moved in and out. All right, the joke joke is done. (laughs) With quick strokes, as she began to push the other girl to play as your. Sabrina moved on to her knees, her ace in the air, as she kept it. Like she just don't care. Like she just don't care. Harkon couldn't pass up an excellent opportunity. Yeah, but he moved there's, there's no E! It's that air opportunity! He moved <laughs> forward and inserted his crack into Sabrina's ears. She was startled at first, but calmed as she realized it was her master wishing to pleasure him more. Himself he more. Mm, oh yes, pleasure himself more. He began to pump her, his cock moving in and out as his hands massaged Sabrina's smooth ace. Yes. Sabrina's body moved forward and back as Harkon flicked her, and her tongue would dive in deeper with each move forward, eliciting gasps from Alex. They all came at once. Hooray! Sharkon shooting his load into Sabrina, which caused her to orgasm just as Alex's juices were emptied onto her. Sabrina's way to mirth. Mirth? What? (laughs) Mirth? Harkon knelt and held up his draping cap. Can you please stop? Ladies, (laughs) my cock needs cleaning. Really? Well, here's the bar, so we're leaving. Emperor Palpatine is now the narrator. Ladies, my cock needs cleaning. Good. The two got to their knees and... Oh, wait. Wasn't one already on their knees? Who knows at this point? Subsequent viewing. Knees and obediently began sucking at Harkon's clack. They took turns. Sabrina would take it deep in her throat while Alex would tickle it with her tongue. They They licked at each other. They licked at each other. I got it. They licked at it together. 
often breaking to kiss each other, loving the taste of their master's clown on the other's lips. Harkon grunted as she sprayed. Wait, as she's Harkon's a girl now? Yeah. Again, okay. you know, left hand writing. Harkon grunted as she sprayed a load onto their faces, semen spilling their, their content features. Harkon took a deep breath. Girls, that was very enjoyable. No sleep. Alex blinked open her eyes. For a moment, she felt dizzy, but she shrugged it off. Probably a side effect of her little accident. By the end of the week, she might be able to fly. Sabrina sighed as she walked into the house. Sorry, I'm late, she called. Good side up on the way home. Is that Rastafarian or European? European. Okay, because I she can't tell anymore. has no idea how accurate that is. Eurofarian. She didn't even wait for her aunt to comments, but head straight for her room. She walked in and collapsed on the bed. For some reason, she felt overwhelmingly tired. Are you tired? Wait, wait, wait. Can, she felt overwhelmingly turned? Tired. Turned, yes, as in tired. Yep. <laughs> tired. Harkon smiled as he sat back in his chair. A good day, he thought. Two Marletis inducted into his little clam. <laughs> they have no memory, of course, and no physical evidence of what had happened to them. He smiled as he thought of what the new day would bring. It was one of the benefits of immortality. Got that to meet was. the most one. What? That was one of the benefits. That was one of the benefits of immortality. You got to meet the most wonderful women. And please keep this story and all erotic stories out of hands of children. They should be outside playing in the sunshine, not thinking about adult situations. Okay, so now he's Metalocalypse. Also, Dave, uh, real fast, I'm going to post a a word in Not Safe for Work. How how do you pronounce that? It's a French word. (laughs) Hold on. <laughs> you said not safe for work chat? Yes. Scroll down. Pounce! <laughs> David, an E with an accent sounds like A. So try again. I don't, I don't, I don't understand, Steve. A. It just says pounce. A. Say pounce! Like a Canadian. Yeah, okay. Pounce! A. <laughs> Yeah, what do Canadians end all of their... What do Western Canadians end all their sentences with, Dave? <laughs> Wine? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, apparently David is not cooperating on this. You're just mad I keep outsmarting you at every turn. You're not outsmarting me at all, Dave. I will get this to happen again. Next up is this thing. Which is this appa- thing? Which is apparently called uh, brush melon. Also, I need to share that with everyone. Try it again. Oh, wait. Oh, is this? Oh, is this? Is this the it's TF2 good. fic? It, yeah, just refresh or reopen it. It's the TF2 fic. Oh, it's so good. Okay, this this has history with me because this is from like 2008, uh-huh. and it was back in when I was uh, regular on the OCR Team Fortress 2 server. Uh huh. And uh, Steve, shut up. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is he still talking? You done? You, you done, Steve? Uh huh. <laughs> I said I was yeah. done, Dave. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh-huh. Just fucking read the fic. No, I no, I want to hear your story. <laughs> no, that's the end of the story. It's done. Uh-huh. Okay. Next up is Sean, Sean being refereed by me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Five minutes left in the mission. Five minutes left in the mission. The ever-present gravelly voice of the announcer rang out from the speaker systems, echoing across the battlefield, loud and clear, even as chaos raged around Breshfire. 
The air was filled with the sound of frogs eternal, eternally spinning minigun as bullets chewed paranoid drones fake corpse to bits. Hold on. This is a story about brushfire? Hold on a second. I gotta get myself All right, situated so for this. Now, right, now uh, context. Frog was the best heavy we had nice on our server. Ruin the paranoid it. drone was the best spy we had. Pants off because obviously my erection's going to be so large from listening about David's erotic Team Fortress 2. You know, this is... Okay, put the headphones back on. Alright, I'm ready. Great job, Steve. Great job. <laughs> You tried. No, I, I actually failed. took my pants off. Great. He's assumed the position. Now, are we having a pants party? Yeah. Well, it's a pantsless party. It's not no pants. Okay, that's on, that's my new political affiliation, the pantsless party. I can dig it. Another failed backstab attempt. Explosions from Miyako's stickies and Seldon's rockets caused a small ringing in his ears, and he had heard the quick double blast of chili con carnage's force. A nature blasting a neat hole into Dr. Miss the Barks Plains proof suit. Well, you're doing really great here, man. Mm. All of these people would be very proud to hear their names. <laughs> Charging out into the fray as usual, he hefted his back burner and ran off as fast as his little legs would carry him. He didn't get far before the familiar sound of paranoid drone decloaking behind him reached his ears. And he quickly whirled around to find the dirty red spy in his in backstab position. One brief trigger pull later, and paranoid screens were lost as his body burned to a crisp, what? barely pausing to pick. Is this erotic or is it just a regular story? Good. No, it's erotic. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> the Miley spam's coming up. That's where the eroticism. Oh, is. baby, let me get my uh, Radio Shack headset ready for that. Radio Shack. <laughs> I had a Radio Shack headset once. Yeah, it, it, that's why your mic spam sounded like ass. No, it did Dude, mic spam was played off of a program called HDL, or was it Half-Life DJ, which is a secondary program that does not require a headset. Stupid. Wait, is that an actual thing? Yes, it's an actual thing. <laughs> it has its own Reddit? Yes, it has its own Reddit. <laughs> Barely pausing to pick up the dead spies dropped ammunition, Brushfire moved down into the maelstrom of violence that was currently point B of Gravel Pit. Even teams, even matches, but they just couldn't take the point. A quick series of triple beeps sounded before the freshly made corpse of Bark slumped down next to him, his body now more akin to Swiss cheese. Uh. He had little time to mourn before spotting three reds charging outside of the hut down the rear ramp. The various weapons of death pointed straight at him. No fear, no regrets. <laughs> time to be a hero. His resolve steeled. He ran bravely forward as Chili came around from behind to flank them. Chili's attempts to distract reds was quickly foiled as the sentry that cut down Bark turned, unleashing a hail of bullets and two pairs of missiles onto his airborne location, blasting him to jibs. Oh, penis! Save me! Penis, penis, penis! <laughs> well, uh, you know what? That, uh, Fun fact. That's a real soundbite. 100%. <laughs> Brushfire cried in rage as he sent a spray of flaming gas at his foes, knowing that a glorious death awaited. But maybe... Just maybe he could take one of them down with him. The red soldier, Fire Slash, merely grinned the grin. I remember Fire Slash. Doesn't he work for Steam? I remember him too. I was going to say he works for Steam. Yeah. Yeah, he works for Valve now. Yep. He is the new Gaven. 
that has seen a thousand exposed livers and pulled the trigger on his rocket launcher. A glowing crimson projectile emerged, shining like a bright star and brushed fire's face mask. Wait. And he barely had enough time to think, oh shit, before his life was ended in a blast of critical destructive power. Goddamn crits. 15 seconds. 15 long seconds. The longest 15 seconds that had ever um, longed. How long yes. was it? <laughs> Semantics were out to lunch right now. Words didn't matter, but action did. He stopped by the supply locker before, before running back out into the fray. 20 seconds and one failed Uber charge later. Another 15 agonizing seconds passed before he popped into existence. Safe in the blue spawn room. Sigh. Another 20 seconds. Another 15. Another spawn. And again. And again. And again. They couldn't take this point, no matter what they did. Who they assisted. How many people went heavy or medic? Uh, before the next reader, just pointing out, I was looking up stat sheets for TF2 and somebody made uh, an entry for the Easter Bunny. What? <laughs> what? The Easter yes. Bunny is an entry in official D&D. Nice. Next up is... I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Next up is Val being refereed by me. Okay. At one point, he merely observed from the right side hallway, watching the carnage as his cobalt teammates feel... feel Left and right to bullets, explosions, and the occasional knife. He dropped down from the ledge, only to have his life ended seconds later as Lumpy's fully charged sniper bullet caught him in the chest, killing him. Lumpy as in, like, the character from the Star Wars Holiday Special? Yes, <laughs> Yes, it was Lumpy from the Star Wars Holiday Special, well, Steve. makes sense to me. <laughs> he didn't even have, even have a picture of Watermelon Coon? Uh, I don't think so. Probably not. He didn't even have the urge to call a buddy shot. That's how bad this was going for the Blues. Dejected, he sat on the steps by the spawn point, his back burner untouched. It was hopeless. The Reds had already won. What was the point? What was the purpose of all this violence that he couldn't even take one single capture point from the Scarlet Bastards? A comforting, a comforting pat on the back made him turn, wondering who would console him. His eyes were greeted by a green striped yellow-green ellipsoid smiled up at him. Rosy cheeks and pink eyes shining brighter than his flames. Sunlight glinted off his metal legs and claws, and the coil on the top of his body sparked with barely contained electricity. It was then, not only then, that Brushfire remembered the words so often spoke by Chillicon Carnage in each pregame session as he sprayed their everlasting symbol of hope on the walls. What Don't was worry, the everlasting guys. symbol of hope again? I'm trying to find it. Don't worry, guys. Watermelon Kun will lead us to victory. His appendages clicking on the wooden floor, Watermelon Kun grabbed Brushfire's faithful Blackburner and held it out to him, an offering, a symbol to never give up, to fight the good fight, and to assist their guardian fruit in his assault. Uh, Brushfire hesitated for a moment, unsure if even Watermelon Kun's mighty powers would be enabled to the. Uh, would be enable them to conquer the Red Menace. Who wrote this, David? I don't remember who on the server wrote it. Then how did I get this in my inbox? I don't know. Maybe somebody who also was on that server decided to send it. Oh, <laughs> Could oh. be anyone. Ah, I found it. Oh, okay. No, come back. <laughs> he lost it. Oh, no. Pump, pump. Watermelon okay. coon. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that is a scary thing to stick your dick into. Yep, it sure is. It's like uh, the bad guy from Wild Wild West and the baby from Toy Story had a kid. Yep, and it was a watermelon. <laughs> it was a watermelon. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
One look into the eyes of his seated compatriot filled the dejected Pyro with the courage to fight on, no matter the odds. His hands trembling slightly, Brushfire took his back burner from where it lay and held it high over his head, a wild cry escaping his lips and echoing across the battlefield. So since it's Pyro, I'm guessing like... <laughs> it was joined in a split second later by Watermelon Kun's own fervent cheer, just as loud. At that moment, the red team was filled with a nameless fear. Soon, there was nary a blue to be seen. The point set quietly. Red looked at Red, curious and wondering just what was going on. What could they be doing? What were they preparing? Did they have some new tactic? Did Brushfire Rage Admin again? I used to do that. Rage Admin? Yeah. Their questions were answered as another cry from the large fruit shattered the, the temporary piece as the blues charged en masse from the two hallways. The rest turned terrified as Watermelon Coon led the charge, his coil spraying... Spraling? Lightning across the land. The blues weren't just revi revitalized. No, they... The power of their guardian had ubered every single one of them. So a question then, uh, for anybody who's more familiar with TF2 than uh, I am. Uh, are there, like, cannon ships for for the characters at this point? No. Uh, okay. The only, the only actual ships are Spy and Scout's mom and... Yeah, uh, I was going to say. Whatchamacallisms. Um, Scout and uh, Miss Pauline. Okay, so who are the top fanships then? The two that I just said. Just those two? Oh, you mean the fanships where they like yeah. Uh, yeah. The fans do stuff? Uh, Scout and Spy. Okay. Because it's it's Scout. Uh, it's a heavily implied that Spy is Scout's dad. <laughs> okay. Isn't there a medic uh, and heavy? Uh, yeah, medic that's heavy, gotta yeah. be one of them. So uh, throughout all of this, I'm wondering who's getting with poor old engineer. Uh, oh. His his robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody find a story go. of that. Green Scout lists heavy and medic, sniper and spy, sniper and scout, engineer and soldier, soldier and demo man. Man, soldier gets around, and so does sniper. All right, that's cool. Yeah, and engineer's got a sentry. Okay. All right. So I he can build himself like a fuck machine. Who's fucking the sandwich then? I'm just a fuck soldier. Machine. And I won't work. For nobody but you. I'm, I'm done. No, you're not done. Keep going. Do the whole song. Um, no. no, you can read. Okay. Their eyes glowing as gems, they charge into the point, wreaking havoc amongst the reds as any attempts at resistance were met with invincible skin and a tireless assault. Not even the announcer herself was able to halt the oncoming storm that surged over the arena. Soon, the reds were slaughtered, their gibbs and weapons littering the ground like a candy from a destroyed pinata. The sentries that for so long had halted their forward progress lay destroyed nothing more than scraps. Next, uh, just scrap, not yeah. scraps. Okay, scrap. Next up is scrap. Beth being refereed by Val, and then Sam's going to take us home being refereed by Sean. Take oh, us yes. home tonight. I am home already, and my pants are off, so what are we going to do? <laughs> take Steve's pants tonight. Don't take my pants, I need them for work. He doesn't need them, actually. <laughs> The collective Uber charge wore off, and the combined efforts of the BLU blue team. I've never played this game before. <laughs> you said that sounded uh, like the start of a cheerleader cheer. BLU blue blue. <laughs> the combined efforts of the blue team had the point captured within seconds. Cheers rang and cries of 
go, 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 were said as the cobalt wave of death flooded out of the entrance and up the ramps to the point to point C. The red team, fully respawned, was waiting, sentries alert and stickies scattering the area. No man or machine was matched for the power of watermelon coon. Charging bravely ahead, the seeded fruit's coil sparked, and bolts of crit lightning cl- came blasting out of Watermelon Coon's head, killing those in range instantly. The, ra- the team, inspired by this show of power, surged forward. Sentries exploded. Reds were g- jib- gibbed. I don't know. Yep, and the, gib- and the team spirit reached a high point as brush-fired Watermelon Coon led the blue- blues up the winding ramps of the Point C Tower. The team bravely covered their entrance from the flying soldiers and demo men, and Atma's cries of cheating and unbalanced classes were drowned out, drowned in the rain of death. <laughs> I remember Atma. <laughs> Brushfire and Watermelon Coon stormed to the top on opposite sides of the tower when their eyes were greeted by a most disturbing sight. Frog on red from the dreaded auto balance. Sasa ready and spinning with a nearby medic ready to deploy. Kritzkrieg. Frog grinned the grin that heavies everywhere grin when death is about to rain, and his Sasha suddenly glowed a bright red, and the of a stream of red doom filled Brushfire's ears as Watermelon Coon was caught in the hail of charged bullets. Can you make that sound effect one more time? (laughs) (laughs) Don't whiz on the electric fence. That's an old joke. It's it's a vibrator. Uh, (laughs) No, uh, electric fences are not vibrators. Poor Canalosa. But Sasha is. <laughs> uh, with a fierce cry, Brushfire charged up, Backburner throwing a deadly stream of fire at the unknowing backs of the two. Ding surrounded as the flames hit true. No, They're sounded. Damn it. Ding wow, sounded wow. as the flames hit true, their health draining faster than the blood from a perforated spy. And before long, their charred corpses fell, lifeless and burning. Brushfire rushed over to the fallen fruit and picked him up from where he lay, moving back onto the point. He pulled off his mask, tossing it to the side as other blues stormed up, oblivious to the tragedy that had befallen them on this day. The clock ticked, the rockets flew, and bombs exploded. But for Brushfire, Watermelon Coon cradled in his arms, time stood still. Oh no, but for Brushfire, it was Tuesday! <laughs> for me, uh, the day that Watermelon Coon graced your village is the most important day of your life. But for Brushfire, it was Tuesday. <laughs> he knew Watermelon Coon didn't have long left, but there was so much left to do, so much left to see, and so many points to capture. So much to do, so much to see. So much to do, so much to do, so much to see, so much to do, so much to see, so much to do, so much to see, so much to do, so much to see. Get out, all of you. He could feel feel tears welling up in his eyes as they met Watermelon Coon. The fruit coughed, and some red fruit spilled out of the holes in his rind. Watermelon Coon smiled sadly, and a mechanical claw reached up to gently caress Brushfire's cheek as he stared down in horror and utter hopelessness. It's great because I would think in a normal situation, David would have, um, you know, it would be like super somber piano music, but because we ruin everything here as he cradles Watermelon Coon. Don't worry, Brushfire. I'll be okay. I may die, but my spirit, my legacy, will live on in you. 
But the resistance lives on. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. Freshfire smiled slightly despite the somber attitude, and they drew closer, though neither of them noticed. As the point neared completion, they were merely inches apart, staring into the other's eyes. They could see what they had found, what could have been, and where their lives would have gone if only they'd realized sooner. Instead, they had a precious few moments to live together, feel together, and be what destiny had wanted them to be all along. (laughs) The end was near. They could feel it. It was now or never. Slowly, they drew closer, closer, closer still. And what seemed like an eternity, their lips met, man and fruit together, in a desperate clash of fiery passions. Sam, you're up being refereed by, uh, Sean. Their heads nearly exploded as waves of emotion rushed through the two. Feelings they couldn't explain, sensations they couldn't describe, and desires too strong to be put into words. The moment was theirs, only theirs. This moment. This moment was theirs, only theirs. The victory had been assured, the announcer's voice drifting from the intercom with a loud, Victory! But they paid it no mind. They held the kiss, Brushfire holding on to Watermelon Coon with a lover's grip, and Watermelon Coon's metal appendages pulling Brushfire as close as they could be in his last few precious seconds. Precious! Finally, four, 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 four. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Ding, Ding dong! <laughs> Finally, Watermelon Coon pulled away a bit, and he opened his eyes. His vision was growing dark, and the last thing he wanted to see was the face of Brushfire, his friend, Ooh. his comrade, his that's love. A, that's the last thing anyone wants to see. Right? <laughs> <laughs> With his dying breath, Watermelon Coon's final words were spoken only to Brushfire as they held each other close. Now do the goofiest <laughs> voice you can possibly imagine. Leave them the victory, Brushfire, and never forget my legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Watermelon Coon, you've changed. (laughs) (laughs) Never changed. The fruit's appendages dropped to his sides, and the eyes, and his eyes closed for one last time. So, right about this point, I'd like to think it's the. are you, are you guys uh, have you guys ever heard the um, soundtrack to the original Transformers movie, like the one from two thousand? Oh, the one done by Stan Bush. Uh, no, Steve Jablonski. Okay, you're you're thinking of the the eighty six one. I'm talking about two thousand six. Oh, I thought they brought him back for that, but okay. No, they did no. Stan Bush is every Transformer. Please continue. Yes, Stan Bush is Hot Rodimus <laughs> Prime, <laughs> Optiprimus. Yes. <laughs> Unicoctopus. Unicoctopus. Sir! Unicoctopus to you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, he must be the last knight. Sorry, not sorry. In any case, Watermelon Coon was dead. Brushfire set down down the fruity body of his love and wept, tears flowing freely from his face. Down his face. Down his face, excuse me. (laughs) Manlier tears were never shed. The legend was passed down as instructed 
becoming part of server lore. A spray of watermelon coon became commonplace, his symbol lasting longer than the fruit himself, and Brushfire looked upon it each time with a mixture of fondness and sadness for his lost comrade. He visited Watermelon Coon's grave once a week after that day at Gravel Pit, and each visit he brought flowers. They began to blend together, but he treasured Oh, wait, each you put the flowers in a despite. blender? Don't do that. <coughs> Don't <laughs> nail this. It's Pounce an episode of Lily Blade. To hand now. Yours and only yours. Furries <laughs> in a blender. <laughs> Don't do that. That's also bad. No, I was thinking more. Blender is the name of, uh, of an artist. Oh, I don't know. It's still not good to put furries in a blender. Yeah, but that's actually pretty good music. Okay. Yeah, it's Lake me. Good. Okay. Here we have a bunch of furries, but will it blend? I try to blend everything I can get my hands on, but I can never quite get my hands on a furry. Yif, 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 But he treasured each one despite their similarity. Till one day, Brushfire looked upon the grave to find the ground split open. The tomb was empty. Watermelon Coon's burial cloth was draped across the open pit. The red stains gone from the pristine white linen. As he gazed upon the former tomb, his heart leapt with joy as he heard a familiar clacking sound behind him. He turned, eyes wide, and as and he was greeted with the sight of the small rounded fruit looking at him and looking up at him and smiling. He spoke, his words carrying great power. And on the, oh wait, I'm sorry. And on the third month after the glorious day of victory, Watermelon Goon will rise from the dead after being handed over to the opposing side to be sacrificed. So that his chosen team may capture the final point. Their eyes met. Man and Fruit ran towards each other and embraced for a second before pulling back and looking directly at each other. Their emotions at the other. Looking at the other, excuse me. Their emotions on a fever pitch. This time, there was no hesitation, no fear as they kissed again, emotions surging through them like electricity. This time, there would be no unhappy end. They were together forever, ready to face any challenges the surfer had for them as one. Watermelon Coon and Brushfire would lead them to victory. And then Fortress 2 turned free to play and David got bored with the game and left Watermelon Coon rotting on the server at OCR. Hey, Hey, that wasn't me who left the OCR server rotting. That was uh, Bahamut. (laughs) Way to pin it on somebody (laughs) else, Dave. Well, he was the main server admin, so it's his fault. It's his fault you left? No, Go back there now and apologize to Watermelon Coon for years. Literally, of nobody. The server hasn't been up in two years. Watermelon Coon's spirit is still there. Yeah, this is how Creepypasta gets started, Dave. <laughs> I'm <laughs> never going to die. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, I am never going to die. <laughs> Every time you put your penis in a vagina, the vagina's going to turn into my mouth. That's right. That would be weird. That would be a weird thing to show up to the doctor for. And we're done. Go us! I want to find out if it would blend. Sorry, Doc. We'll never know. Yeah. But what we do know is that apparently David got it on with the watermelon. Yep, he that's true. He wanted to get uh, it yes. on with it, at least. And that Gaston... Yeah, it was implied get-ons. Gaston got it on with the kid getting... from the Iron Giant and some Cthulhu thing. And, uh... That... Was it Harkon? similar to getting grapefruited? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
the most beautiful uh, noises in the world. It sounds like you're deep-throating Donald Duck. <laughs> no, it sounds Donald like deep, Duck. Donald Duck is deep-throating you. Donald yeah, Duck is deep-throating Donald Duck. Hey, someone's masturbated to it. Gross. Can I be done? Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, everybody else, except Logan, who's not here and left forever. Don't stick your finger in that watermelon! You gotta finger it before you stick your dick in it. Why? Yeah. It's called foreplay, (laughs) Steve-O. Join us next week as we try and figure out what we're going to do about all the stories that we are behind on. Will David resuscitate Watermelon Coon to play Overwatch again? Will Logan ever stop working? Will Val learn to not square boob? Find out next week. Aren't we on hiatus soon? We no, haven't even no, started the no. long fic, David. What? How come? Uh, well, you stroke your dick a few times and then you come. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there! Thanks for listening to Friday Night Fan Fiction. Be sure to check out FridayNightFanFiction.com, where you can sign up to be a guest on the show, submit fan fictions for us to read, and join our Discord server to hang out with us. All backing music used in Friday Night Fan Fiction is available via Overclocked Remix at OCRemix.org. Be sure to check them out for over 3,000 fan arrangements and 60 fan arrangement albums of free video game music. Ending credits music. Koopa Nova by Diodes. Opening musical credits. Deforestation by Thunder Thoen. And Castlemania 2010 by Ben Briggs. We hope you enjoyed listening to this, and we'll catch you next episode.